Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. One o'clock hour, Cody and Gold hanging out on a Tuesday. Well, that was supposed to rain, but you know, it looks like actually really nice outside. I don't know if it's actually temperature-wise that, but it's going to rain the rest of the week, something like that. Big 12 tournament gets going tomorrow night, downtown Kansas City at uh, T-Mobile Center. KUK State will not play until Thursday, KU Thursday afternoon, K-State Thursday night. Obviously, Missouri double-buying the SEC tournament as well. We'll talk more college basketball uh, later on in the week as we get closer to that and a lot of line movement could could happen in terms of seating uh, based off of the results for each of the three local schools. Uh, but the deadline for franchise tag in the NFL is two hours away, and then free agency opens up next week. And someone we've had on this show, Matthew Barry, over at NBC Sports, he joined us actually from Phoenix on, on Radio Row. He was talking about Alan Lazard, wide receiver, unrestricted free agent for the Green Bay Packers. Played four seasons with the Packers. He played with MVS. And, of course, MVS now is with the Kansas City Chiefs. And this is a quote from the column from Matthew Barry. I'm not making this up. This is how the column starts. Quote, my nipples are hard for Alan Lazard. All right, say it slower. My source goes on to explain that that was a phrase he heard about Lazard, one of the top free agent wide receivers this year in a fairly thin class. I heard both the Ravens and Chiefs really like Lazard. My sense is that Lazard returning to Green Bay is not out of the question, but an unlikely outcome. So I don't know who the source is. I would like to think it's a journal manager, but their source heard it throughout their time in the last week or so that somebody's nipples are hard for Alan Lazard. And it rhymes too. Which helps. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just going to make it very clear. This show will be producing a shirt that says that if he signs in Kansas City. It'll come out that day. Even if it's not true? Yeah. We need to make it a very sheer no, we, and have shirt. It ready to, we need to have it. <laughs> a very thin, <laughs> a very thin material. <laughs> like so, so uncomfortably soft. We want to be able to see every how hard everyone's nipples are for Alan Lazard. Is that right? Exactly. I, yeah, I mean, that we do need to have them ready just in case. Look, Alan Lazard, if you tell me Juju Smith-Schuster's not an option, he would be my next choice as a free agent wide receiver path. I, I prefer Juju Smith-Schuster coming back on a multi-year deal we all would. in Kansas City. But if he's not, I really would prefer Alan Lazard over some of the other options in a very, very Is thin there? wide receiver market. I go back to how they approached this past offseason where it was clear they wanted to get more physical at wide receiver, guys that could help them block. They did that with Juju. They did that with MVS. Mission accomplished in that regard. Alan Lazard... Definitely fits that bill as well and will replace Juju in that fashion. That's what is intriguing about Alan Lazard to me. Now, I'm not saying he's the number one choice, and I definitely wouldn't take him over Juju, but I would over some of the other options in a very, very thin wide receiver class. I've really talked myself into, if if I'm down to option B, which is I consider anything after Juju Smith-Schuster because there aren't that many free agent wide receivers available, available. 
I think I'd much prefer Jacoby Myers. I guess I'm interested in the argument for Lazard over Myers because one guy has been more productive in what has been a worse offense. Yeah, Lazard's considered one of the best. Pretty much that entire time. Lazard, and I know people will roll their eyes at this because they did when the Chiefs signed Juju and MVS when people kept bringing up physicality and blocking. They're like, that's not what they're looking for. The Chiefs kind of were. And Alan Lazard is considered one of the better blocking but they wide need, receivers. Do they in need more of that? I mean, they got if plenty Juju, of good blocking wide receivers. Ju- yeah, that is not the number one priority. No, I know. But if Juju's not on the team next year, yeah, I think it is an area that they would look for. Someone that can, of course, catch 800 yards worth of worth of footballs, but also someone that's a really good blocker because they would lose that if Juju's not back. And Alan Lazard is well known as a, a pretty damn good blocking wide receiver. One of the better ones, as a matter of fact, in the league. Jacoby Meyer. Jacoby Myers played in one less game than Lazard, had three less catches, more yardage, same number of touchdowns. The year before, he had way more yardage. The year before, he had way more yardage. Like, he's just been, for me, I think the thing I like about Myers is what I'm more worried about replacing in Juju, which is not his blocking. The thing I'm worried about replacing in, no, I understand. Not my number one concern. No, I know. But I want want a, I kind of want a target monster. And I know that. Neither of those guys have necessarily fit that bill strongly at any point in their NFL career. It was way more for Lazard this year. 60 catches. Because he had 60 catches. Jacoby Myers had more than that. And that's that's certainly the best season of his career. So Lazard would seemingly be in the up. Myers a year younger. He's done that three times versus just the one. And if I'm looking for a guy who can get 70 catches on 90 targets and go for 900 yards, pretty much what Juju Smith-Schuster did this year, Jacoby Myers feels like kind of a sure bet in that. The only argument I can make for Lazard is this was the first year he was the number one target and he pretty much put up Jacoby Myers numbers and Jacoby Myers over the last couple of years has consistently been the number one target in New England. So maybe there's an argument there, but the quarterback, the quarterback play difference is stark. Aaron Rodgers was an MVP twice during those times yeah. that Lazard was there and he never really took a step up. You yeah, know, Monte Adams was there still as well. No, I understand <laughs> But in the year where he was the number one guy, Myers still had the better year. So they were both the number one guy yeah, in their offense this year. Right, but don't reference the two MVP seasons because that's no, not fine. what this past but year was. Aaron Rodgers still had a much better year than Mac Jones. Still a much better quarterback uh, than Mac Jones. Much better offense than what the Patriots are running out there. So, I mean, there's still plenty of argument. No, it's not the MVP years, but he was still more productive. I actually just kind of think he fits what they do a little bit better. I've talked myself into him more as a all... better backup option to Juju Smith-Schuster. And I think I'm guessing Lazard and Jacoby Myers numbers will come in very similar. I think so, but we're all in agreement as this is, these are both backup options to Juju Smith-Schuster. Yes. If you can't get a deal done with Juju. Yeah, I would still, and I think we all would agree that Juju Smith-Schuster would be the much better choice, but we all understand that like, if they don't get a deal done by Monday, we all agree that at this rate, he's going to be making like, you know, I think he's still likely to get a lot of money unless I'm just completely misrepresenting what the wide receiver markets turned into. Tag deadlines at three o'clock. What's going to happen, man? Daniel Jones still out there without a franchise tag. Last report is that that's coming down to the wire. I'm guessing Daniel Jones gets done. Why pass up maybe your only opportunity to make an absolute stack of cash? Just come to the middle. Like if you're Daniel Jones, no offense, but this is the time to settle a little bit. They're still going to offer him $35, $40 million a year. Sorry you didn't get 45 I understand this might be your one big payday, but you have almost nothing to show for your NFL career. You got to nine and seven once in a year where you threw like eight passing touchdowns. I know it was more than that, but it wasn't a high number. Like, I don't understand why I don't, I don't understand what the hang of a Daniel Jones is. I don't know what the hell he's hoping for or who he thinks would give him this massive contract outside of versus like Lamar Jackson. He had 15 passing touchdowns. That's it. 3,200 yards. Like, they can find replacements for you, man. You've had one semi-decent year, and it wasn't even that. 15 passing touchdowns? That's nuts. Like, just take the money. Daniel Jones, I think, is contract to get done. The franchise tag, Saquon Barkley. Lamar is the one I don't know. Are they going to take the risk? It's somebody coming with two first-round picks to do it. Yes. My guess is that you franchise tag them, and then you you try to get the two first-round picks from somebody else, like the Falcons. That's what, what's the difference, though? If you go exclusive tag and, and someone just, else can match and, and you have an opportunity to match it versus also just regular tag. And then you have to go find the deal and trade me. Like, I, I don't think either one, I, either one is still fine. If I'm Baltimore, Similar to the Orlando Brown jr. Where you're like, all right, fine. Go yeah. see what everyone else will offer you. Here's the thing though. Baltimore uh, knows 
that somebody else will pay him more. Like in the Orlando Brown case, we don't right, really know. If you're going to trade him, you're still getting. It's not like you're getting. You're getting two first round picks, even if they match. You think they're getting to get much better than two? What do they get? Like two first and a and a, a mid round pick? No, they're they probably not doing way better than that. I don't think it really hurts the compensation much if they go exclusive tag on on Lamar Jackson. Do you if you're one of these teams? Like if you're Atlanta, for instance, let's say he gets franchised, which I'm pretty sure. Obviously, they've already announced that they're going to franchise tag him. DaCosta's said that. They just said they'll do it at the deadline, which is coming up in a little under two hours from now. When they tag him, like if you're Atlanta, you do realize that you can offer him a contract that is similar in guaranteed money to what Baltimore is offering, but you can make it so first year heavy that they actually can't match it. Like you can kind of force Baltimore to trade him to you for two first round picks. And if I were one of these teams, the Jets or Atlanta, that's absolutely what I would do. I would force Baltimore's hands to send him my way for a couple of first-round picks. It makes all the sense in the world. If you're these teams, you can't be waiting around. Like, if I'm the Jets, I need yeah. to know about Rodgers now before this franchise Man. tag thing happens. Because if they go with the two first-round picks, I want to be able to offer a deal. Yeah, the Lamar one is really fascinating because of the trickle-down effect. More Like, Daniel Jones, there's not this trickle-down effect. If they don't get a long-term deal done with Daniel Jones, they're just going to tag him. Which, by the way, uh, unless he's willing to take 35-36, uh, I'm going to tag Daniel Jones. Because I want to find out... Can he run a real offense? Like Mike Kafka deserves all kinds of credit last year for what they did with Daniel Jones. But all right, New York, go out and, and put some more wide receivers around him and run a real offense, though, that what quarterbacks, if you're going to win championships, have to run. What they ran with Daniel Jones, they did enough to go and make the playoffs and win, get credit for that. But Daniel Jones, you, just, you laid out his numbers, 15 touchdowns. He 15. Ran, and, he, and he ran the ball a lot, too. He gets credit for that. But that's not an offense that you're winning a championship with. It's just not. No, it's Daniel like the Jones worst version of Lamar Jackson. Out. Take the damn training wheels off, because that's what they were this year. Take them off and find out, can Daniel Jones go and be what you have to be as a quarterback in 2023 to win championships? So that's why I, I have no problem if they wanted to tag him, Cody, and find out next year. Here's the thing. It could actually cost you wins, though. Like It could hurt you in the short term because – Hey, you know what? He can't do that. Okay, well, then that's not the guy you should be giving a four-year deal to And by the way, that's anyway. a really hard thing to do with Dable. Be like, hey, run a worse version of your offense that's less successful. I understand, but like, you need to, you need to find out, is he actually a long-term quarterback option? But Daniel Jones had seven rushing touchdowns, yeah, so he managed. Impressive. No, you know, that's fine. But that means they finish, you know, like, it's it's fine. Yeah, it's... it's but the, you, you would agree, though, like, the offense, it's... There's the same wanna... number of total touchdowns as Derek Carr and Justin Fields and Tua, who barely played. Yeah, like I, you know, gimmicky, maybe not the right word, but you got to find out, can he run an offense that you need to go and win championships? And last year, what the Giants ran, it was good enough to make improvements and all that, but that was not still the way you are going to have to get it done with Daniel Jones long-term. Like that one, that's not going to work every single year. And you're going to be a nine-win team every year if you keep doing that. Wait, I, again, I, if I were the Giants, I, but I've made it very clear my stance on which line at quarterback I would eventually just draft a guy on. I'll say this, whatever contract you give Daniel Jones, you better find some outs in that deal. Because otherwise, you're like the, the funniest part about Dable. Dable's coach of the year, right? And they won, based on the Vegas numbers, they only won two more games than they were supposed to because they do have some talent on that roster. And you're like, okay, uh, what's, what's the best case scenario? It's like, you can just finish 500 a bunch of times in a row and get fired. Happens all the time, even if they think you're really good at it. Like, it, you know, like Dable can't just be sitting around waiting for Daniel Jones to just like turn into some quarterback. He's not at this point. Like I have to assume at, you know, like I have to assume at some point these teams are going to take a chance on this, but they never learned the lesson. This is the same thing Nick had pointed out with like running backs earlier. Every time all these teams have watched these big quarterback contracts for quarterbacks who aren't stars, not work out over and over and over again. And it turns into that living meme of Tobias Funke from an arrested development, he's like, has it worked for any of those people? No, but it might work for us. You're like, it's not. The only argument I would say is right now in the NFC, you could have mediocre quarterback play if you are great everywhere else and give yourself a chance to get to the Super Bowl. The 49ers got real close to making that dream a reality, and then they got down to their fourth quarterback, and they just couldn't do it. <laughs> right? But if Brock Purdy plays in that game, they have a decent chance to beat Philadelphia. They just ran out of steam. They didn't have enough quarterback somehow three all guys who were taken in the two guys who were taken in the first round one of course who was uh, Mr. Irrelevant as we now know but like in the NFC that might be the only conference you can make an argument where maybe with a guy like Daniel Jones for the next couple of years until somebody really yeah. hits on the draft you could kind of get away with it yeah that division though <laughs> that that division's problematic 
It was the toughest division in football. Eagles aren't going anywhere. Cowboys, Cow- we can Cowboys make our will joke. Cowboys will bottom out. They can, will. We can, we can joke all we want, but like the Cowboys aren't going to be a pushover. The Commanders are the only pushover in that division. But we didn't expect that division to be that good. No. And the Cowboys usually bottom out every other year, so they're due. <laughs> they're due for a four and twelve season. This four is and actually four and twelve. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they went four. They won four games like three years ago, didn't they? It does also three, exactly three years ago in the NFL is a long time ago. Like you can make the same argument though. It's like if you are just the one NFC team who correctly drafts quarterback, what are you going to do? Just run shop for ten years? <laughs> no one else has anybody. The best quarterback is Jalen Hurts by a mile. Then Dak Prescott. And then no one. And then there's no good quarterbacks. They're all bad. Or they're Aaron Rodgers, who doesn't seem real interested in playing football or might be playing for the Jets. Like, as they currently are playing, not their career, because then we'd probably be having a different conversation with Aaron Rodgers. Coming up in a little bit, we'll get to something that we all need to to try to do here in Kansas City, and it will help everybody, and it'll help Nick even on Thursday night, as a matter of fact. We'll explain what that that is. But the Royals keep on winning in spring training. Cactus League continues to to be well, uh, go well, I should say, for the Royals. And yesterday, something that J.J. Piccolo told us last week actually happened, and it got us thinking a little bit with how flexible they're maybe going to be with certain positions and what they weren't doing in the past. So Michael Garcia played center field yesterday. This guy's typically thought of as an infielder, third baseman, shortstop. That's all he's ever been, as a matter of Uh, fact. They played him in center field. J.J. last week said they were going to give him some outfield opportunities. I'm trying to balance this. Is this a shift in trying to get players – on the field that they just really, really like talent-wise and fl- give them more flexibility, something maybe they weren't doing in the past. You brought up Mondesi. Or is this, hey, uh, there's this World Baseball Classic going on, and we got like eight of our players playing on different countries, and now's the time to do it because we've we've got an outfielder in MJ Melendez. Who's I understand, but you Rico can just play anyway. some like 24-year-old career minor leaguer. You know, that's what normally happens. I've watched enough spring training baseball to know that there are a bunch of dudes wearing number 97 gold that they can go stick out in center field to take at bats just for the hell of it. Good because year, 1997, great year. Yep. As many guys who are gone, they can, you know, Garcia could be playing the infield where he is naturally positioned. This to me is about trying to get a guy in the roster they think is good and not waiting for their spot to come up. Like, I know maybe I'm getting a little overzealous with it, Gold, because I understand that the last organization, one of the biggest things that really stood on there, that consistently made that consistently made part of their organization was Dade Moore would always tell us two things had to happen for a guy to make the major leagues. I don't know how many times I heard him say it. 10, 15, 20, 30, it, it, a million, it, a lot, right? He'd say they have to be performing really well, like have earned the right by performing great in the minor leagues. We need a spot for him. And the spot form part was always the nonsense because it would be just some like aging veteran who was eating up the roster spot, not even performing at a level that justified the end, right? And instead, they're like, you know what? Forget having a spot. If Michael Garcia can play center sometimes and short sometimes and third sometimes and whatever sometimes, we'll put him on the roster. I don't need a spot. That kid's too good. We're going to find a way to play him. To me, that's what I'm hoping that this I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I... I hope that's what the, the change and shift has been throughout the, the organization uh, because it is something that people thought they should have been willing to do in, in the past. It's also not like, you know, Kyle Isbell, who has the inside track on the center field job with the Drew Waters injury. It's not like he's had a bad spring hitting. I mean, he's hitting like 400. They know that the defense is there, but yeah, he's hitting 400. I think his on, his on base is what, 550, something like that, when we checked this morning. And they brought in Jackie Bradley Jr. A little competition. It's fine. You know, so I don't, I don't know. I don't think playing him in center field is because, man, they're like, oh, we need to have another option uh, right away. But it just means, all right, if we were to leave him on the opening day roster, uh, could he play four positions for us? Can he, can he be kind of you know, a guy that, that gives us some more and more flexibility? That's how, you keep, how, that's how he starts in, in the big league club versus starting in AAA Omaha. And it also buys him more time to figure out if Hunter Dozier is going to turn things around the first month or so of the, the season. The only strong argument for not obviously playing him is – you don't want, uh, you know, it's the service time thing. Which, again, that would be a change for how the Royals do it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going full Tampa Bay Rays, you care about service time. You know it. You buy yourself. you Because all you have to do is sit a guy for two weeks, man. That's it. Two weeks, and you get a whole year of control. If you're a small market team who says they can't afford the kind of money that, like, the Padres are spending, which has certainly been the Royals' line, right? To this point, they've they've shown a willingness to spend some, but n- not, you know, <laughs> 
a billion dollars on three free agents, then you have to buy yourself a little bit of time here or there. Like, yeah, how can we fit would this? You rather, if I told you that Garcia was only going to play every four days though in the big leagues, wouldn't you rather him play start the season in AAA anyway? Because I know the Royals aren't going to be any good. Probably. Like, I, I want good players up. You know, part of this is one year to me shouldn't make a difference for any size market. If Michael Garcia is eventually worthy of an extension, I don't care that he only get him for one less year. Just pay him. Like, I know that that seems self, and maybe that's not realistic. If I'm thinking more realistically, I should say, wait the two weeks, keep in the minors, and then do whatever the hell I'm, you not, want. I'm not even talking service time, though, anymore. I'm saying, like, no, just in general, like, for his own sake, wouldn't you? I mean, he's only playing once every four days in the first three weeks of the big league season. Yeah, probably. Anyway. You probably want him to get every day at bats, but I think if they're calling him up, their plan is to play him five days out of seven. Here's two in center, here's two at third, here's two at short. We're going to move everybody around. We're going to share this DH role because we're not going to let Fran Miel Reyes hit every day at DH, who is probably likely their DH right now with Vinny Pasquantino. We need to get Fran Miel Reyes on the show, by the way. I watched some funny interview he just did the other day. Oh, okay. On the, with Jake Eisenberg. on. I was the not expecting you to say we should have Fran Miel Reyes on yeah, the show, but okay. Fran Miel Reyes on the show. Nick, yeah. do you think you could make that happen? No, I don't know. No, I don't know about that, Hard guys. to get him. Hard yeah. to get him on the show. Yeah. Is he a tough kid? Yeah. What was the interview? It was with Jake Eisenberg on the Royals TV broadcast or whatever or this past weekend. But what was funny about it? Just his personality. Yeah. He just said he called himself himself he called himself a teddy bear. Hmm. I mean look, I'm interested. <laughs> I'm interested in this interview. He says I'm a big teddy bear. It's like, okay. But I think Fred Mill Race is probably going to be the DH. Vinny's going to be the first baseman. There's movement in all this. Like if you can get multiple positions and like you know who can play two days a week? Hunter Dozier. You can play three days a week, Hunter Dozier can play three days a week. You need to get some extra spots at third base because you're only going to give Garcia two in center field and he needs three at third. Cool. Because Dozier can do a couple of DH and split it with Framio Reyes and he can do a couple days at third so that Garcia can fit in. You're just going to need to have a lot more. They don't have like the super utility guy, the guy who just moves around for everybody. Everybody's going to have to shift over one spot in order to make this work, which means as many guys you can get to play multiple positions works. Right now, they don't have that many guys. Hunter Dozier can play third, kind of a corner outfield spot, DH and a little first. first, and you don't love you don't love him at any of those positions. MJ Melendez can catch and play right, maybe some left, depending on how they're going to do that. Like they don't have that much flexibility. Garcia having some flexibility allows him to move some stuff around a little bit easier than this. Like it's the same as like it kind of feels like should Massey learn to play left, whatever. Right? You need a little more because you don't have Whit Merrifield anymore. Honestly, you don't have the super fluidity of the roster you need a couple of guys who can just kind of shift around Garcia makes a lot of sense for that we'll get to what's trending coming up in eight minutes or so and then get back in uh to the Orlando Brown uh situation but we're two weeks now into the new airport two weeks yeah it feels right and yeah the end of February okay and there's a theme that is building and people are frustrated and people are blaming it on the design of the airport, but I don't think it is that Dana and parks over on KMBZ were discussing this yesterday too, that the pickup area at the new airport terminal is backed up so much that we, you almost look like there's traffic to get to the airport once you're even off the highway. And that is because there are people that are parking their car at the pickup area. Like they maybe used to do at the old terminal and sitting there for their friend, family member, whoever, to come out of the baggage claim area. The problem is it's not meant for you to park there. It is supposed to be, oh, the person's already sitting there. You get in the car, you get the hell out, and go, and go, Pull the and bag go. in the car and, and, and go. And people aren't doing that. They want you to go to the cell phone lot. You're supposed to wait until the person says, hey, I'm leaving the baggage area. I'll be there. problem is nobody's doing that and it's creating this huge backlog. We got to fix this. We got to fix this. Nick's going to the airport on Thursday. Fix it now. Needs to be fixed. Let's just talk about this from like let's a, help each other out here. Let's let's just agree that is listeners of Six Ten Sports Radio, listeners of Cody and Gold. We're asking you nicely. Stop it. Well, that's not a question. That's a demand. Stop it. Stop I mean, pulling up also, to the parking lot until your person's there. Wait in the yeah. cell phone lot like a civilized human. Hey, and saying, when they are there, then get in the line and go pick them up. They're saying that the cell phone lot's too far away. It's a mile away. It's um, not that big. It takes you four minutes. It takes you four minutes. Literally, four minutes. The definition. Of a cell phone lot. It's not supposed to be a two-second walk. It's supposed to be, oh, what? 
What do they call it? A cell phone call. So they're away. getting off. Yeah. So they're getting off the plane. You're like, hey, I'm getting off the plane. I'm going to go get my baggage. Well, they're saying not to call until you actually have your baggage. Whatever. Fine. Well, look, even if you did this, it'd be an improvement. Let's over use what it is. me as an example because. Uh, when Lindsay comes in town, yeah. she won't be checking any luggage. Perfect. So when she actually steps off the plane, she, can call she you. should call you, yeah. and you should make your way up towards the actual terminal. Uh-huh. And don't be like some people, which I thought we just had common sense that this is not how you should do it. There's multiple reports of people parking their car and leaving their car to go walk inside the terminal. Mm-hmm. There's a parking garage for that. Like, what are we doing? And some of this is like, you can all help yourselves. If you want to really go in and greet your your friend or family member in the terminal, that's fine. There's a parking garage. So starting today, they're going to have traffic enforcement up there. That's the other problem. They haven't had that. So now, hopefully, you can be a little, you know, you need to start to threatening. They're going to start towing cars today. Good. They don't need to be threatening. Good. Just take their cars. There's a sign. Somebody showed a sign a half hour ago. By, by the way, this sign is not new, and it says, no parking or standing. Towing will happen. Like, they, this has been clearly the rule at every airport for eternity. Yeah. You know, I I rarely see police officers enforce it. And even when I do see it enforced, their jobs are so difficult because the second they're yelling at one car, there's 40 other cars doing the exact same thing. And so you walk away and that person you just told to keep it moving is still sitting right there. God, that is the most like powerless thing to yell at somebody. Keep it. Keep it moving. Like you just don't feel like you're doing anything at that point, don't you? Yeah, it's tough. Keep it moving, Bob. Like, it feels like you can hit him with a bub. It doesn't do anything. Nobody cares. Well, I mean, I don't know if we're going to start throwing around bubs. <laughs> but, you know. This seems like a pretty pals? easy. This what seems like a pretty easy fix, but almost like an education campaign is needed. <laughs> like We're educating edu- right now. Edu- we're helping. Educating people on. It'll promise you, it'll work better for everybody if you just do this. It may sound crappier for you to go sit in the cell phone lot, but it actually is going to make your life a hell of a lot easier if everybody's starting to do that. It's going to take some time. This is probably something that's going to take months and months and months to figure out, if not more. Because people are, used, people you know are used to not doing the cell phone lot thing, guys. We all grew up in Kansas City. You, you would go up to Terminal B or C when they had all three running, A, B, C, and you would just drive in circles. <laughs> Until you saw the person on the curb, you just keep driving in circles. Or yeah. you just park by the curb, which you weren't supposed to do then either. Now yeah, you, you can't never, do either. You were never supposed to park by the curb, but we all we all did it because it was... And it wasn't busy. It was easy to do. It wasn't busy because it was three separate terminals at that time. So there wasn't as much congestion. The one terminal idea works in just about every other city. So it's not that, oh my gosh, they shouldn't have done the one terminal. That's not that's not. I like that everyone plan. just like, they must have had a a, a huge, egregious design no, flaw. You're like, no. you didn't think they thought about the flow yeah. of traffic this when designing to, a single back. terminal the, airport? They didn't even consider traffic? Oh, no. It, this <laughs> goes back to our stadium conversations. Like, the idea that billion dollar, billions of dollar projects um, don't have ingress and egress plans is always funny to me. Like, I was like, yeah, they just came up with this plan for these billions of dollar projects, and they just they never thought about uh, people getting in and out. Like, no, that's not how they are. It's like that they're sitting in office like, oh, my God, Bill. You're supposed to think about traffic. You didn't think about that? You're like, damn, too I, late. You got any suggestions now? I what saw do we do? Notable, Just make it wider? Or? I saw notable, <laughs> notable Kansas City pseudo-celebs complaining about this. Pseudo-celebs. Can you please elaborate? Former Chiefs players. Wow. One of whom. Oh. Oh, I know who it is. Is a weekly guest on this well, that radio narrowed. station. I mean, just go ahead and say their name now. Well, that's a lot of different people. Mitchell Schwartz was complaining about it. Really? Oh, this no. guy travels really? a lot. I was like, man, you travel a lot. You understand how airports work. Come on. But I think he was combined. I think he's probably more frustrated his, at the notion that no, everybody doesn't understand how this works. He, I think he had some misplaced frustration. He was blaming the airport yes. because Ooh. he was picking up, I think, his wife from the airport. But uh, maybe he didn't realize that it was just a bunch of people not doing it the right way. Until that stops happening, it's going to be a problem. Until people start using the cell phone law and realizing that you don't, if you're, if someone is taxing to their gate, don't already be parking at the I damn curb. Schwartz is clearly on our sides, waiting a long line because everyone else parked at the curb. Huh, no knows. enforcement, uh-huh. keeping these things moving. No he enforcement. Okay. He knows. He's, he's Schwartz with they're us. They're enforcing it today. They're going to start towing cars today. It needs to happen. I think you should. Gold, I think you would be perfect at, like, volunteering your own time to go out oh, there. Oh, and- because of my fifth-grade safety patrol days? Yeah, you have experience. <laughs> my my fifth-grade safety patrol Let's days. Let's get him a vest in those wands again. <laughs> get, me, get, me my, get me my elementary school vest, please. You're and, blowing whistles? Oh, give me a whistle. Yes. Get, give me a whistle. Knock on the window. <clears throat> you can't park moving. here. Well, the person's right on the way. I don't care. You got to move. 
You got to move. <laughs> Tell Betsy she can wait five more minutes. Let's go. <laughs> That's what we need. They we need, need some go-getters some, out they there. They need some aggressive people to tell people what the hell to do up there. And some signage. It sounds like they also need some signage to make it simpler for everybody involved. Change is tough on people. Turns out they don't like it. Turns out. Shockingly, Kansas City at times has had issues with change. We've talked about this with all kinds of projects in our city, unfortunately. Pretty consistent issue. All right. Coming up next, we will get to what's trending and back into the Orlando Brown options that exist. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending, more news uh, in the NFL quarterback-wise. According to uh, Diana Rossini from ESPN, the Jets have flown on the owner's private plane to California to meet with Aaron Rodgers in person, according to sources of hers. The Packers have given the Jets permission to speak with Aaron Rodgers. Now, a lot of news in the last 24 hours about Jets linking themselves there to Aaron Rodgers, and it makes more sense why it's heated up. Not only are we close to the league year, but Derek Carr is off the table. I mean, you are all in on Aaron Rodgers now, and I think it'll be viewed as a complete failure now if the New York Jets do not find a way to convince Aaron Rodgers that that's the team you want to be traded to. And then they still have to work out compensation uh, with the Green Bay Packers. But that is the one to follow. We're also getting closer to the franchise tag deadline for a couple quarterbacks. Yeah, I think you'd be taking advantage of a, a desperate Jets team who missed out on the Derek Carr front because clearly the Saints were his choice kind of all along, but... You should probably be taking those chances. Yeah, Daniel Jones coming up as well. Lamar Jackson. We already know Lamar Jackson is expected to be franchised. The question is, which one? Daniel Jones, last report was, it's going to come down to the wire. 90 minutes left. They don't want to franchise him because they want to bring back Saquon Barkley. But obviously, if you're between those two, you have to choose the quarterback, even if it's just for one year. That's just the way you're going to have to do it. Next up on Watch Training, the Chiefs will let Orlando Brown Jr. discuss with other teams even though this is their exclusive rights for the agent negotiation period. Normally, they would have until next Monday to work out a long-term contract because they are not going to franchise tag him, per the news yesterday. And yet, they're going to let other teams talk to him because they want him to feel out what the market looks like. Meanwhile, in a couple of minutes, we'll talk about it. The Bucks just released their long-term left tackle, so maybe another option for Kansas City if Orlando Brown Jr. isn't back in a Kansas City Chiefs uniform. Next up on Watch Trending, Amazon making what we kind of assumed already official. That is that they're going to have a Black Friday football game the day after Thanksgiving. It'll be at 2 o'clock Central Time on November the 21st, or 24th, excuse me. First ever Black Friday game for free. They're going to also do that. Eventually, you'll have to have a Prime membership, but first go around, it'll be free. Of course, the schedule and the teams who are going to play in it, we'll find out over the next couple of months. 
I honestly hope the Chiefs are not in that game. I don't Same. want them playing on Friday afternoon of Thanksgiving weekend. No, I, I like that to be. But it would not surprise you, would it? No, of course not. Amazon would obviously want them, and they're going to let every single network who buys NFL games get the Chiefs once. Yeah, I mean, right? well, the Chiefs now, will. The they, Thursday night football. Yeah, they'll have the Thursday night regular season Yeah, but not that game. first one. That first the first one one's on bit. NBC. Yeah. They're not going to get that one, but there'll be some yeah. other Thursday night game the Chiefs end up on. Everybody's going to get some well, yeah, part of the be, Super Bowl It'll champ. be Chiefs and Broncos or something. Yeah, that's exactly it. Next up on Watch Training, the World Baseball Classic starts tonight, which is exciting if you are a fan of international baseball play. Obviously, several Royals expected to be in it. We know Vinny Pasquantino and Nicky Lopez are on the team together for Team Italy. Brady Singer expected to be on Team USA. There's a lot of guys sprinkled throughout all of these different squads, Salvador Perez and MJ Melendez. I'm excited to, for the World Baseball Classic. I know it's one of those like silly three-week events, that, but the players take it so seriously, I'm interested. And reportedly, there's a guy on Team Japan that they say is like as good as Shohei Otani, so I kind of want to wow. see it. I'm more likely to watch this week and up until next Thursday. After next Thursday, it's March uh, Madness then it's time. NCAA it's March time, Madness yeah. time. But when the tournament's not on, I'll watch the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, tournament time kind of changes it. Which country are you guys rooting for? U.S. Um, of A, I'm, I'm my all friend. About the USA. I, I can't speak for you, obviously, but Cody and I are, are Team USA in this. Um, I, don't, I don't know what country you typically back. Yeah, don't speak what, for me because you don't get to speak for me. What country do you actually back when it comes to world things usually? You know, I think there's good guys on every side, on each side. He likes Russia. Yeah, Russia's not in the World Baseball Classic, Nick. Sorry, you're going to have to pick a different country. No, you know, I've got friends on a lot of different teams, mm-hmm. and I support all of them, all nationalities. Yeah, so who is it? Hmm? I mean, America's definitely one of them. One of them? Yeah. So Co- USA. Germany? Korea. USA, Italy. Korea. USA and Italy. Fun. Okay. Yeah. WBC, baby. Get There's your no WBC way. apparel, man. Nick, get that WBC apparel. Yeah, I'm just a fan of the tournament itself. It's not really. He barely likes teams. Major League Baseball. There's no <laughs> chance he's watching the World yeah, Baseball. Yeah, but like Classic. when you put it on a when you pit you know rival countries against one another, that's when my juices really get flowing. Oh yeah. Hell so yes. So are your juices flowing? What about the same as that GM that said his nipples were hard for Al Lazar? Do your nipples get hard with the World Baseball Classic? No. How hard are they for? Doesn't have that effect on oh, me. Oh, okay. Not but quite the, the juices Al-Lazar. are flowing. Okay, good to know. That's what's trending here on uh, Cody and Gold. Uh, we alluded to this during what's trending, um, but the news that Orlando Brown Jr. is not going to be tagged here at two or at three o'clock. We knew that yesterday, but that Donovan Smith, a left tackle for the Tampa Bay Bucks, you keep asking who's going to play left tackle. It's another name in the, in, I guess, as an option in free agency. I still don't really like any of the free agent options. But Donovan Smith's interesting. He'll turn thirty in June, so he's a veteran on the on the other side of thirty. My question would would be if he would be willing to sign a one or two year deal. To me, he's not. He's still not your long term answer. Uh, he's in left tackle. That can't you get away with signing someone over thirty a little easier? I'm fine. Yeah, but like Donovan Smith. On a one one year deal or something, sure. While I go draft a left tackle, fine. He also was hurt a lot last year. Um, I'm not I'm not signing a long term deal for Donovan Smith. But he is an option, and an option that didn't exist. It's another name. Well, Twenty well, minutes ago at left tackle. Well, before the I mean, if you were looking at free agent left tackles before Donovan Smith gets cut or others, you're talking outside of Orlando Brown Jr. himself. Like names we've talked about in Kansas City, like Jerron Christian. Who was on the the training camp roster? I think most Prince, people asking is if Lucas Niang can do it. Right, Prince, Prince uh, Tega Wainogo or Wanugo. Yeah. Is, yeah, like those are some of the names that are are like that's how thin it is right now until some more cap cuts happen. Um, and then Lucas Niang thing is like the guy hasn't played football much at all in three years. I'd be terrified if they went into the year thinking Lucas Niang and Kennard. Right they they like Kennard. Maybe he's a right tackle option, but he couldn't get on the field this year. He might be actually got to look at right tackle again. We'll see. But he did. You know, we were up at, in St. Joe and we were talking about him and Andrew Wiley kept getting reps and kept getting reps. And obviously it was the right decision. Andrew Wiley had a nice season for the amount of money that they were paying him to be the right tackle. So maybe can like, I actually think there's a chance Kennard could factor in the right tackle conversation more than I think Niang's factoring in anything, guys. Niang just hasn't played football. Yeah, Niang, you can't you can't put your eggs in that basket. That's insane. Yeah. That would be psychotic behavior. Like, it would just be beyond beyond the safety net that the Chiefs have ever employed. Now, I didn't think they were going to start three rookie corners last year going into it and did. 
But this is left tackle, and you got a five hundred million dollar quarterback. <laughs> I would say this: we had asked earlier in the show, what are options A, B, C, D, whatever. Go as far down the list as you want for left tackle for the Chiefs, and we all agreed that getting a deal done with Orlando Brown Jr. at your price would still be option A. That's yeah. what we think the Chiefs are doing. Twenty five percent by chance, allowing him to negotiate with these other teams to show him what the price at. You can move Donovan Smith right up to option B or C for me. Mm, really? That is a viable logical solution to your left tackle problem who will cost you 60%, I think, of the or 70% of the Orlando Brown price with way less guarantees who has been a starting left tackle for a Super Bowl caliber team for seven seasons. And 30-year-old left tackles, even though this is the first year he's been hurt, typically don't just fall off at 30. They usually have some juice outside of that. We're talking about a lot of juice in this segment, a lot of juice. Yeah, I think it's fair. I just don't think that that, that's not a position that just, like, falls off at age 30. Sometimes those guys play till 33, 34, 35. We've seen – I know Jason Peters eventually fell off a cliff, but, like, you've seen some of those guys have success into their mid-30s. To me, Donovan Smith, maybe not option B, but, like, this is probably the choice I'd choose if I couldn't go trade out for – Laramie Tunsil, which would be my option too, if given the choice, or the draft. Like Donovan Smith's got to be on that list, doesn't he? I mean, this is a starting caliber I mean, left tackle I, that you've been asking for. I most. like it as an option more than Isaiah Wynn or Taylor Lewan. Isaiah Wynn is twenty-eight. He was a first-round pick for the Patriots. He struggled just in general. Yeah, he's never been good. Have One you guys? Donovan Smith's he, been good. He, he have you guys bust. scrubbed the tape on Donovan Smith yet? Cody sounds like he has. He's all in. He already put him as the second. He, he put him. Yeah, in number, he you've already got definitive rankings, so you must have already watched the film. I think if a guy starts eighty games at left tackle in the NFL, he's probably good enough to start for you at left tackle. Here's the only way I would be interested in that is one one year deal, two years max, and you're then talking you still about like you're going to start 124 games and start Sorry. start at drafting a left tackle. Uh, so then, so you buy yourself a sure. year of development. It's the Brandon Albert thing that we talked about or before. You draft the right, right tackle, tackle that yeah. you're moving to left tackle the following year yeah. or two. There's nothing wrong. That plan's fine too. Yes. But Donovan Smith is the exact. I'm telling you, that is the exact same player you've been asked for this whole time. You're like, there aren't just like left tackles who can start at left tackle. On the free agent market. That's exactly what he is. Well, in fairness, yeah, literally, Cody, that happened the last no, 15 I know. minutes. No, I'm you're saying- acting like I've been missing the guy for the last three days no, or whatever. He's, no, I'm not saying that. 15 minutes ago, he No, got but cut. you're talking about him like, pass, don't want him, guy sucks. And you're like, he's started you're 120 yeah, games at talking- tackle. Yeah, but you're acting like you're good to give him like a three or four year contract and just be done with him. I'm telling you, hell no. No, I no, I don't think I would just lock up long, long term. I told That's you I want some outs a, in this thing. A, a one year deal or something or a two year deal, sure, but I'm not, I'm not signing a four year deal with Donovan Smith. You can tell me 70% of the cost or not. I'm not doing that. Uh, if it were a four-year deal, it's really a two. Fine. <laughs> you know how this works. Depends. Because Fair. the Orlando Brown Jr. deal was a five-year deal, but that was a three-year contract. That was a three-year contract they offered Orlando Brown Jr. So if this is a four-year deal that's essentially two, then I'm interested. For a 30-year-old left tackle who would be, again, a significant cost reduction to Orlando Brown, who has started left tackle plenty enough in this league to feel like he's capable of doing it. The only, I guess the question I'd have is injury, but I don't, that I don't know. I don't know how serious that injury was, if it's just a one-year thing or if And the Bucs is... are moving on because Tristan Wirfs, who's been playing right tackle, has been very, very good. And they, my guess is they're going to shift Tristan Wirfs over to left tackle, right? Yeah, and they sold, they mortgaged their future and cap situation for a Super Bowl. So they're now running up against the number where it makes more sense to look at other options for themselves, you know? Everyone else runs any of these things just because, like, I hate this notion to be like, well, a guy got cut, so he stinks and can't play anymore. That's just objectively not true. Not how the NFL works at all. By that same logic, we shouldn't have any interest in Juju Smith. He's not cut, but, like, any interest in anybody who's ever been cut by any team? That's crazy. That's not what I'm saying at all about Donovan Smith. No, I But also, by the way, that works both ways. The oh he got by got cut by another team the Chiefs have to or oh no, he's available God, on the no, trade man. market the, how could the Chiefs not trade for that guy that crap is no, annoying yeah. too because it happens oh, yeah. go on, get everybody it happens on that side I mean Taylor Wan got cut a week ago and everybody's like oh gotta go sign him gotta go do it oh there's a it's trade deadline Brandon Cook's name's coming up gotta go trade for him oh my how God, could are the, people calling for Brandon no Cooks? but you know these Ugh. these things have come up can you guys imagine Brandon Cooks in this office <laughs> <laughs> come on close in your fairness eyes. when I joked about Luan last week it was in jest. I just want to make that clear. Okay, all right, all right. Who was, who was that? The, was just because who was the linebacker like two years? Or was it a year or two years ago? I don't remember. For the Packers, and then he like played two more games. No, and it he's was out of the Jalen league. Jalen Smith. 
Yeah. That was Jalen Smith. There you go. And he, yeah, that, that guy was a stud out of college. Their he just could not stay. play up. was so bad at linebacker at that time. <laughs> I would I would have played anybody there. Did he even you know what? The, the irony is that, year? Cody, you're so eager to always hand out bad contracts to players. And Brett Beach hands out really good contracts. And, and he doesn't hand out the bad ones. Like, I think an extension for Orlando Brown Jr. would have been a bad one. He said, no, uh, I won't do bite it. Bite your tongue on that. He's still got five more, six more days before you're off. Yeah, but I don't think if they come, let's say he's they do not, come They're terms, not doing it. If they do Nick come, doesn't want a long-term if, contract if, under any circumstances. Yeah, if they, do come, if they do come to an agreement on a long-term deal, I, it'll be way more on Brett Veach and the Chiefs terms than Orlando Brown Jr.'s but if they terms do at this it, point. Do you guys agree that if they do it, it will be in free agency when they find out what the market is? Like That seems to be but the, I, the so one thing. I don't thing. think they have to wait till it really opens up because they're allowing him to talk to teams. They're going to get that figured out by Monday or Tuesday. They don't have to wait till next Friday when it officially opens. They're letting him talk to other teams. His agent's going to get a feel right away. Yeah, I, but, I think for what what the dollar amount actually can be. I don't think they have to wait all that long to figure out if he's overpricing himself or no. You know what? The number he said he can get. Just he's going to have to go get it on a bad team. And good luck winning a ring ever again in your career. I think. I mean that that might be part of the calculus that they're going to have to look at. I don't think he's real. I mean, I mean, maybe I'm just dead wrong on Orlando Brown, but he's got his ring. I think he'd like a big pile of money now. I, I, big old I agree pile with that. I agree with that. But he that's wants what to screw McDuck into a swimming pool full of gold coins after this deal. <laughs> What's so funny about that? Uh, it's just uh, funny imagining Orlando Brown <laughs> Jr. diving off of a <laughs> board into a, a vault swimming pool full of gold coins hey, he's got a he's got a ring he gets, in his back pocket he gets a hundred million dollars and he converts them all into Sacagawea dollars <laughs> <laughs> there's a family guy skit when he does it he just like breaks his neck because obviously that jumping you couldn't swim in it no but when you have the ring like now go get paid go get your money go get your money can't fall to whatsoever you feel like you've anywhere else you feel like you've accomplished and you know even though I would disagree on this like all you could accomplish where you're at now you could get multiple rings if you stayed in Kansas City but you feel like you've accomplished everything uh, you've you, you've reached your peak at that spot, and now you're gonna go get yourself some money, and that's probably where Orlando Brown Jr. is at at this point. I think, like, I'm not quite like I'm probably somewhere in between. You're like, hey, if the Chiefs say that they're getting a long term deal, you're fine with it because it's pretty much on their terms. Nick's yeah. like, under no circumstance. I'm like, I'd like to see the numbers first <laughs> because there are definitely ways where they extend Orlando Brown Jr. and I still don't like. Well, you brought this yeah. up. You brought up yeah. the idea that you know, you can't give out. You can't give out elite contracts to non-elite players, and they did it with Frank Clark, and they got away with it, but they did it with Frank Clark in a position where you could afford to get away with it, first off. Yeah, because did. they had a quarterback on a rookie deal. Yeah, and you need your left tackle to show up for 20 weeks. you got to protect your quarterback for 20 weeks. You can't just have your quarterback be protected for 10 weeks or just the, the final the, five weeks of the season. Like yeah. You need him the, to get through the season. The biggest knock that I think you saw was how many times they had to help chip on the left side to help out Orlando Brown. And like, if it's a franchise left tackle that I'm paying top three money, that shouldn't be something I should have to do. I shouldn't have to hold back potentially one of my weapons on offense to help you out. Yeah. Which is I'm why and, that, and that's part of the, the thought process. I'll still always say whether Orlando Brown comes back or not. I still think there's probably a balance of how people have perceived him. He's not a top three, but I also think he's still a top 10 left tackle in football. You would, you would think the way people have talked about him at times that he was the 20th best left tackle in football. And I would, the only thing I will cautious people on it, is that uh, it's not a, you can just you can't just go find any random free agent. I know you Donovan Smith's not a random free agent, Cody, but you don't realize maybe still how how effective he was at times. Not, I'm not telling the Chiefs to pay him like a top left tackle, but also he wasn't terrible. And I feel like we talk like he was a bottom tier left tackle. And be very, I would say, be very careful. No, I don't think that. Be very oh, careful be about about what what the left tackle play could actually still be on the other side. We talk about the theory of like we understand. Like I I fully get that it could be worse. But it's like if I'm gonna have to like let's say let's just use Donovan Smith as an example again. If he also is gonna need chips and help, and it's a little dicey, like it has been with Orlando Brown Jr. at times here in Kansas City. At least I'll be doing it for 75% of the cost. Right? I don't know what the full drop down will be, but it's 75% of I what the cost Orlando, for Brown like, would be, not 75% of the cost no. of what you're paying Brown right now. Right now, you no. haven't paid Brown a dime. No. Right now. Franchise tag, I guess, what was it, 18 million this past year? No, so, you got right. off pretty cheap for the two years because you got him at towards the end of it. And he was a, you know, like he was a third round pick. So he wasn't yeah. making some big, huge number overall. And I understand that the notion of like how much worse it can be because, of course, 
it, it can always be much dicier, but it's just I have a really hard yeah. time wanting to spend franchise-changing dollars on Orlando Brown Jr. And part of me, as much as I do want to protect the franchise quarterback, because obviously mm-hmm. I just feel like he'll help protect himself because he's great. He's really good at that. He's good at problem avoidance. Like that part of it is just like, eh. You know, they'll figure it out. Andy Reid's a really good designer. They'll make sure Mahomes is okay. We already assumed this, but the athlete just put out a new story on uh, former Royal, Lorenzo Cain. Of course, retiring. He's going to return to Kauffman Stadium this summer for his official retirement ceremony. J.J. Piccolo quoted in that article from Brady McCullough uh, at The Athletic. He's going to be a Royals Hall of Famer. Or Andy McCullough, I'm sorry, not Brady McCullough. That's another beat writer. Andy McCullough uh, doing a story on Lorenzo Cain. That'll be really cool to have Lil' Cain uh, his retirement ceremony going in as a royal. Royals Hall of Famer, as uh, JJ said, right? Yeah, we don't man. have to have this argument no, like Tyron Matthew. We we're all in agreement? Lorenzo Cain's a Royals Hall of Famer? We are in agreement there. We yeah, are. I'd say so. All right, we're back at it tomorrow from 10 to 2. Expected to have uh, Josh Vernier from Surprise Arizona join us on the show. Up next, it's the drive of Seed on Rup. and gold brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete for asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.